Hello and welcome back to the West Bank Bible Church podcast. I'm Dave. I'm here with Pastor Merritt. Today we will be finishing uh, Angelology. If you're following along in the outline, it's page five and we're at point 3.6. Uh, it starts with cherubs there. But before we, we begin, let us remember 1 John 1 9 as may or may not be necessary. Father, we're grateful for the privilege of being able to teach the Word of God. Guide and direct us now as uh, may be necessary. We know each of us needs from time to time to name sin back to God. And and, uh, we'll have opportunity to be filled with the Spirit and thus be taught. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, I think David mentioned the fact that we're going to be at point 3.6 as we begin to look at the cherubs and seraphs and so forth, different types of angels. But I want to uh, give you a little bit of information about uh, angelology and the angelic conflict, which we probably will cover next uh, in terms of the angelic conflict. I remember uh, thinking, well, I think I'll go to Dallas Theological Seminary because that seemed to be where the most Bible doctrine was taught. And when I got the application, it said to... uh, be successful in signing up, you had to believe in the angelic conflict. And it's such an important part of angelology uh, and the study of angels that uh, I was, first of all, puzzled because I'd never heard of it. The angelic conflict. Wow. And uh, then I began to study just a little bit to see whether or not I did believe in the angelic conflict. And the angelic conflict is really basic to Christianity, but seldom taught. In other words, the angels fell. Uh, Isaiah chapter 14 Ezekiel chapter 28 speak of the angels and the fact that they indeed were once perfect, but they decided that they could be like God and even better than God and even do the things that God thinks he can do. Well, they can do better in their view which, of course, is not true. And you and I live in the devil's world, if you will, as Jesus Christ said himself. And uh, it's our job to show that we reject Satan and all of his fallen angels 
and uh, thus solve the angelic conflict. I suspect we're going to teach that. What do you think, David? Is that's like a good one. To, we'll do next. But uh, for right now, we want to just stick with cherubs, but because that's our present subject at 3.6. So we're going to carry on with cherubs, which are seen by John, the Apostle John, in his Apocalypse. And, uh, of course, we've studied the Apocalypse. And uh, that's the book of the Revelation, as you'll recall. I'm going to read you Revelation beginning in chapter 14, verse 6, reading through verse 9 first. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel. Gospel is euangelion, it means good news. To preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come, and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountain of waters. And there followed another angel, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image, and receive his mark on his forehead or his hand, and then he goes on to say, you got a problem. Because now you're, you're looking at the enemy of mankind and God. And of course, also the Lord Jesus himself. But it goes on. Revelation 14. Verse 14. And I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and upon the cloud and one set like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, that would be the Lord Jesus, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, thrust in that sickle. And reap, for the time has come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. And he that sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. And another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven, he also having a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the altar, or out from the the altar, which had power over fire and cried with a loud voice to him that had the sharp sickle, saying, 
Thrust in thy sharp sickle and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. And the angel thrust in his sickle and gathered the vine of the earth and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. Then in Revelation 16, 1, And I heard a great voice out of the temple going, to, saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth, and there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast, and upon noisome uh, and upon them, excuse me, which worshipped his image. And the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as the blood of a dead man. And every living soul died in the sea. And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of waters, and they became blood. And I heard the angel of the waters say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and wast and shall be because thou hast judged thus. Now we have verses 6, reading through verse 21, and then we'll get to seraphs. Now we covered most of this in our study of the apocalypse, but we're just trying to make the point. Angels have various duties so I'm going to drop down to the next type of angel, a seraph. And we'll see that he has a certain... I said he, they, are, they do not have a particular sex. Angels are... They are without sex with one exception. And that is, of course, what we covered when we covered the fact that there were certain angels that cohabited with the women and they became, if you will, females. But right now we're just doing general classifications of angels. All right, point four in our lesson plan, seraphs are multi-winged angelic creatures. We're leaving cherubs and going to seraphs. Seraphs were used in the selection of Isaiah as a prophet of God. Isaiah's commission will mention the seraphim. That's, of course, plural for Sarah. In the year that Uzziah, in verse 1 of chapter 6, in the year that King Uzziah died, Uzziah was an interesting guy. David, he... Uh, he was a little bossy, a little what we'd call uppity. He went into the temple where he was a king, 
and he thought he had a right to go into the temple and do what he wanted to. And he went in and started doing the duties of a priest. And the priest came in there and said, Hey, what are you doing in here? And he said, uh, I'm king. Do what I want to. They said, No, no, no. You don't try to do the job of the priest. And there's, a, there's an application for us too. Pastors are to do the teaching. Deacons are to do the deacon. Deacon. And uh, so forth. Men are to be the leaders in the church, etc. But Uzziah had decided he was going to he was going to be the priest. So they told him, the priests told him, "You'll regret this." And sure enough, as soon as they said that, leprosy broke out on his face, and he had to give up being around people and uh, go live by himself in the palace. So, so much for Uzziah. So in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. This is before he jumped traces also, it stood the seraphim. Above it, excuse me, stood the seraphim. Notice I put an S in front of M, but I needn't do that because I know you know I am means plural. Each one had six wings. With twain, he covered his face. And with twain, he covered his feet. And with twain, he did fly. And one cried into another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. Word host means army. Twain means two. The whole earth is full of his glory. All right, let's see what we got on the next page, Dave. Isaiah 6, 4. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King and Lord of hosts, and I dwell in the middle of people of unclean lips. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongues from off the altar. Then he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this has touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. Well, he has, uh, of course, selected him to be a preacher, 
and uh, the ceremony is not going to be sprinkling water. It's going to be taking tongs and getting a hot coal and touching his tongue. So uh, there he can be called hot lips. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Dave, why don't you take over and continue to teach about the seraphs? Well, Seraphim, excuse me. Well, the seraphs are mentioned by name nowhere else in Scripture. Seraphim is the plural form of the Hebrew noun seraph, which is translated fiery serpents, Numbers 21, verse 6. And 21, verse 5 through 21, verse 9 read, And the people spake against God and against Moses. Wherefore have ye brought us out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loatheth this tight bread, or light bread. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent and set up upon a pole. And it shall come to pass that every one that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it on a pole. And it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. The creatures seen in the vision described in Isaiah chapter 6 have six wings, a face, hands, and feet. They fly, speak, stand reverently in the presence of Jehovah, and dramatize the word of the Lord. They proclaim and minister effectively the holiness of God. The Hebrew verb seraph, from which the seraph is derived to mean burn, to burn, this burning was not for the purpose of making light, never the burning of a sacrifice on the altar, but usually to destroy and eradicate uncleanliness and refuse. So one of the seraphim, touched the lips of the prophet Isaiah to burn away the uncleanness. Likewise, the fiery serpents of Numbers chapter 21 verse 6 were sent to rid the Israelite camp of unwholesome attitudes and those rebelling against the God and Moses. The reference in Numbers has a somewhat abjective function modifying the word serpent, thus emphasizing the aspect of its fiery sting or the resulting inflammation and burning fever caused by their bite. Point five, right at the top of page eight, we're ministering spirits. It would seem these are the rank and file. They are singing, scene singing God's praises in Luke chapter two, verse 13 and 14. And they read, and suddenly, there was the angel of multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. All angels, as ministering spirits, serve believers, according to Hebrew, chapter 1, verse 13 and 14, compared with Psalms, chapter 91, verse 9 through 16. We'll start with Hebrews. But to which of the angels said he at any time, 
Sit on my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. And they not all, ministering spirits, sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. And now Psalms. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. Young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life I will I satisfy him and shew him my salvation. Ministering spirits were seen dealing with Lot. Genesis chapter 19, verse 1 through 6. And there came two angels to Sodom at even, and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom. And Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, Behold now, my lords, turn in, I pray you, enter your servant's house, and tarry all night, and wash your feet, and ye shall rise up early, and go on your ways. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night. And he pressed upon them greatly, and they turned in unto him, and entered into his house. And he made them a feast, and did bake unleavened bread, and they did eat. But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house around, both old and young, all the people from every quarter. And they called unto Lot and said to him, Where are the men which came in to see thee this night? Bring them out unto us, that we may know them. And Lot went out of the door unto them and shut the door after him. Ministering spirits were used as subordinate trumpeters in the trumpet judgments. That's from Revelation 8. Verse 6 through 10. And they read, And the seven angels, which had the seven trumpets, prepared themselves to sound. The first angel sounded, and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood. And they were cast upon the earth, and the third part of trees was burnt up, and all green grass was burnt up. And the second angel sounded, and it was as if where a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea, and the third part of the sea became blood. And the third part of the, part of the, creator, of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died, and the third part of the ships were destroyed. And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp. And it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters, and the name of the star is called Wormwood, and the third part of the waters became Wormwood, 
And many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. And the fourth angel sounded, and the third part of the sun was smitten, and the third part of the moon and the third part of the stars. So as the third part of them was darkened and the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. And I beheld and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, 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 to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels, which are yet to sound. You know, we went through that just a few weeks ago in Revelation, but I think it's such a beautiful passage, I just had to go through it again. Revelation chapter 9. It goes through 21. And since we did just did that, we're going to skip through that. And Revelation 10, verses 1 through 7. I think we can we can bypass that, can't we, DJ? I think so. What do you think the uh, punishment of earth there in Lot was related perhaps to the homosexuality? There's always, you know, because we don't know. Yeah. But uh, that's certainly a possibility. Something to ponder, but it's... It, it also, it made me think when you talk about the seraphs earlier, of how they had no sex. And gosh, that's kind of where we are. <laughs> like we are with some of our population today. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. But, yeah. Uh, another strange parallel. Uh, let's go ahead and stop there. I think we're going to go to uh, uh, Angelic Conflict next week. Uh, as is always, we appreciate you being here. Uh, we certainly hope to see you again next week. Uh, continue praying for Pastor Merritt as he has his slow recovery, but forward we go. And little by little, he's getting back to the old Pastor Merritt, or to me, GJ. In closing, if there's anyone out there within the sound of her voice that is without Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, it's at this time. It's up to you. It's in your court. All you got to do is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. In closing and final, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word you gave us to present. Uh, thank you for working through us and working through me and Pastor Merritt to present it. Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Until next week. So long.